0: And welcome to the Redesigning Your Relationship podcast with your hosts, Yvette Valdenegro
1: and Giovanna Burgess White. Each week, we'll be discussing topics around relationships with a tangible, current, and forward approach. We dive deep and do not shy away from keeping the topic for your interpersonal relationships real. From business associates, acquaintances, to the most intimate relationships, we cover it all.
0: You will laugh, learn, and be inspired by our approach, conversation, and amazing guests. Let's get started.
1: To another episode of Redesigning Your Relationships podcast. I am one of your hosts, Giovanna Burgess White, with my co-host.
0: Yvette Valdenegro. Hello. I don't
1: know why you're laughing at me. We just started. Um <laughs> actually, we're so excited about today. We're so excited about every podcast we do. But today is part four of four of our Sex in the City characters. We are ending with Carrie Bradshaw and what these amazing women taught us over two decades ago about relationships with men in their life, the relationships with themselves and relationships with each other. And so we're really excited to dive deep today about Carrie and what she really taught us. Um, If you're watching us for the first time, welcome. If you're listening to this on our podcast platforms on the replay, thank you for listening to us. And don't forget that you can comment live or you can comment in the replay and we will go back and answer all your questions.
0: Yes, oh my gosh. So we have done, this is gonna be the fourth lady on the series which please go back and everybody already has been telling us that it's really good it's raw it's real it's taking the characters it's analyzing them but kind of doing it in our own little twist and way and so they all it's like part one two three four leads up to Carrie which we're going to talk to talk about today because she is obviously the main character well there's arguments for that and against that but she really is the main Character when they started the entire season, I mean series. So, of course, we were going to end with her, but I think this is going to be a, a good one too.
1: And you don't have to listen to it in the like those parts, you can go back and listen to however you want. But we, yeah. what we do like to talk about again, we're real, we're raw we're talking about relationships with themselves, relationships with their partners, and then relationships with each other. But we also kind of dip, dive deep and talk about dating then versus now, but also dating then versus now in your 20s and 30s, 40s and 40s and 50s and up. So it's kind of, I think that's why people are enjoying it because now more than ever, it's completely different. The dating game is different. It's changed. It's all these apps, social media. When back then it was like super, super organic. Like you had to go out to meet people. And so we sprinkle that in throughout all of the women of Sex and the City. And I think that's why people really like that. And then we dig deep around, you know, their their individual perspective on love and um, you know, t- today obviously we're going to talk about Carrie and the whole relationship with Big throughout the whole um, series and then obviously the movies and then for those of you guys who are watching and just like that we won't spoil any of that but um, you know really if, if you were a Sex and the City lover and you haven't watched them just like that we recommend that you do that because I think later on we're going to probably do um, some episodes from the characters air and relationships you know now because they are filming it as if they are in the now. So I'm going to bring up Carrie. Let's bring up Carrie. Oh, wait, just kidding. There she is.
0: Yay. Yay! Boy, talk about someone who, well, I'm someone whose hair has been changing, but her hair and look, the one thing I love about her, I just want to say from the very start. And of course, Sarah, Jessica Parker carries it into her real life. This woman's fashion sense is so fun to watch Her, Wardrobe throughout the all the seasons were you know, phenomenal. Phenomenal yes. shoes, head to toe.
1: So I then, wanted to say I brought my Carrie Bradshaw hair when she straightened it. Because for those of you guys who watch and know me, I have really curly hair. So I was super inspired today to do my straightened Carrie Bradshaw look. So.
0: Okay, wait. You know what's so funny? You know, I was going to tell you when we started. <laughs> Listen, yes, for all those who are actually watching, yes, those shoulder pads in my shoulders. Okay, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, um, as much as I love Carrie, She's not my favorite. I really don't know if I have but I wouldn't say she's my favorite. She's the most unrelatable to me or whatever. But I had to laugh because today I'm like, I'm kind of more in my Miranda look. Mm-hmm. And no spoiler but kind of my Shay vibe. So today for me, it was like mm, kind of the anti-Carrie today. <laughs> but, but she is fabulous.
1: And I didn't wear my Giovanna necklace like she wore her Carrie necklace, but I did wear my G too. So uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, if you're watching me, this is totally my Carrie bike. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, she's me watching. All yeah. right. So yeah. where do would want to begin with this phenomenal character?
1: Oh, my God. These are So it's crazy because we were looking for quotes for everyone. And obviously she was the main character in the series. So she had the most quotes. And so it was really hard for me to like figure out which ones we were going to use for the podcast. But I think we should start with like the very first one, which is the most exciting, the most exciting, challenging and significant relationship of all is the one you have with yourself. So we're just going to go into that because that's exactly what we do as coaches. We coach women to really have the relationship with themselves first and understand what that is before they can have the perfect marriage before they can be the perfect mom. I want to say perfect before they have the relationship in their marriage that they want, the relationship with the children that they want. So let's talk about the relationship with yourself and how really I feel like Samantha embodied that the whole way through. I mean, all the women did have a pretty good relationship with themselves, but I feel like Samantha did it the best. And the fact that she's quoting this here, let's, let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. I, you know what I love about all this? I feel like, Carrie in the beginning was different than the carry towards the end. And I know that they all transform. They all change. The great thing about it's a TV program. The writers get to write in that change, right? So, but in real life, as we're watching them or real life, as we're watching our own lives, I love the fact that all of them got to the point where they were all kind of saying the same thing. I think in all of our slides, we have something that says, Hey, the relationship with yourself is so important. I think what makes it hard is that they are characters on a screen and real life is real life. So as we look at our own lives, it's like you go, okay, this is really hard, or I'm going through this really challenging point in my life, or it's really hard to love myself or whatever it is that someone's thinking at the moment. But as we teach and we coach, that doesn't have to be. And those are just what I like to call negative affirmations squirreling in your head, telling you lies. That's not how it should be, but I love the fact that each one of these characters did grow. They obviously went through some stuff. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna get to her relationship with Big, which was traumatic,
1: yes, so extremely, and I absolutely. think you
0: and today she's still focusing in on hey it's it really is what is best for me,
1: yeah, well, you said two things: the growth from all of these women because from beginning to end, um I think we forget that we should be growing and we should be changing. Most of us are like, oh, we should have like this like steady life of like copy and paste. And so I love that we got, we got to see that. And are we seeing that within our, you know, decades or every five years? And two, the other thing is when do we, like you said, when do we really take the time for ourselves and talk about it and be about it? Nobody, no woman wants to do that because it doesn't feel natural. We feel guilty. It feels like, Again, unnatural to be like, "Hey, I'm going to schedule time for myself." Whoever's saying that, you're doing a great job. I love you, but for the most part, most women aren't, and that's where we can't really be the best in any other relationship because we haven't even really figured out the foundation of the relationship with ourselves. So,
0: yeah, and I think too as we just like we were saying in the in the other episodes. There's like this underlying every single generation looks at that. Statement. So even you saying guilty or it seems unnatural to take out time for ourselves, I would think, and this is just a general statement, that the older you are, the more that that paradigm in your brain is active and alive versus, say, 20-something-year-olds, thank God, whatever they've gone through in their lives or whatever we were teaching or not teaching that generation, the one thing that they have is that they are hey, is this good for me? Am I coming from a place where it's going to benefit me to be in this relationship or to do this certain action or whatever, which is great. But I think the older you get, we weren't taught that. That's a whole different. So a lot of these things that we talk about, it's society that is telling us to be or think a certain way. And again, we're not here to say that it's right or wrong. We're just here to say, let's talk about it because you could be eight years old but think like a 20 year old and you could be 20 with the heart of an 80 year old. It's yeah. whatever makes you feel the best you inside.
1: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I think that's why we, we hear like, Oh my God, millennials are so selfish or, Oh my God. Like, again, that's a different generation talking about a new generation. And even as we grow as individuals, as the generations come, they grow as well. And they're obvi- we're obviously moving forward. Again, we're not here to say what's right and wrong, but it's really great to see that. What I would like to see from the these four-part series is that the younger generation stops and takes some time when it comes to relationships and dating because they don't they don't know the organic way because they weren't taught that because of social media. So I feel like as we mix and we talk about all of the relationships, dating, relationships with yourself, I think it's a this is a great four part series to really like pick and choose what fits your lifestyle best, but also to kind of like slow down and not worry so much about dating apps, the social media, and really like putting yourself out, putting a version of you out there. That's not really you. So let's do, Oh, let's talk about this. She's talking to the girls and she's saying, why is the woman the one that has to change and never the guy? (laughs) This is deep for us because of what we do, but I'll let you start. You you know, I'll go go off real quick.
0: Yeah, I. You know, again, and I would say for this one, doesn't matter how old you are. I feel like women fight this all the time. It is the guy who never—I shouldn't say never—more than likely doesn't change. It's the women who, whether it's your career, children thought process on friends, doing things for yourself. It's we take it upon ourselves to go, okay, I'll do that. I'll be the one. I'll be the one who takes action. I'll be the one who sacrifices. I'll be the one who, you know, um, compromises. I'll be the one to make this happen. And I, it's, you could argue, is that scientific? Is it in our DNA? Is it psychology that brings us up? I have no idea, but I do know that this is true and actually such a hindrance For some people, because it's, again, it's a paradigm. It's a mental thought process that this is the way it either is or should be in their mind.
1: Okay. So this is where, again, what what we teach and what we guide women to do is it's because we don't know who we really are. We don't establish our core values, our mission statement for ourselves, So we get into a relationship and we decide Oh, well, let me, let me figure out what they want, my partner, my spouse, and let me make that happen versus stating, this is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I want my relationship to be. And if that can't happen, then guess what? We're not meant for each other. It is that simple. It is that simple. And I don't know why we've created this, again, society and the shoulds and maybe your upbringing is what your parents taught you. It is that simple with not just your relationships, with what you want in life your job, uh, what you want to do every day, how you want to wake up in the morning. It's the same thing with your relationship. And yes, do I think back in, this was back in the nineties and early two thousands, definitely a change in thought process, but we, they all talked about this and, and this is what we talk about with our clients in their marriages. They want to change their spouse, right? They want them to change for them. But really when it really needs to go back to is what do you really want as a person establish that 10 15 20 years in your marriage you're going to have to have those conversations have that open line of communication and then from there the change will happen but you're not changing yourself and you're not changing your spouse you're actually talking about who you are and fundamentally in the core what you want to be and no one's ever taught us to do that so that's why i really like that quote because nobody has to change a change is good but no one has to change for their partner no one should have to change no one should say like, if you're not going to do this, then we can't be in a relationship, it should be communication around what you need for yourself and what you want from this relationship. And if it doesn't work out, then it's time to move on. And I don't know why it's so hard for people to just say, it's just not going to work out. Like why, why are we wasting the time?
0: Okay. So there's 13 years between us. So I'll speak for the older generation, this whole thought process of, um, Why do we have to change? It is so taught that women don't have the power. I can tell you when I grew up, Yvette, don't be too loud. Yvette, don't be aggressive. You know, playing sports, it was like, hey, guys don't particularly care for athletic girls. Like put on a dress, you know, like just the thought, like you need to change in order to be more appealing to whatever it is that you're attracted to being attracted to. Now that goes in, you know, different um, thought processes or, you know, different examples, but that was, l- whether it was a parental thing or society saying, I'm not the one with the power, the man is. So to change, like you said, you go through the mon- mundane, like I graduate, you get married, all the things you start saying to yourself, well, wait a minute." what is it that I want, which is the beautiful thing that you said in the beginning, the people that are younger right now that are experiencing, I get to date, I get to experience, I get to live. Yes, you do. And figure out you now, because it's, I don't want to say harder, but there's more obstacles or things that are happening in your life in order to go, okay, I want to change, but now all these things are around me. And I will, I'm the first to know I mean, to say it can be such a helpless feeling to want to change, but feel like you're the one fish going against the stream. But the awesome thing is, is that once you go up the stream, you realize that you enter a humongous lake with other people, men and women, who support and believe exactly what you're doing and will be your, like, they're cheering you like, yes, you made it up the stream. And that stream is work. And we always talk about that. The, the framework that we take our clients through, it is work. It's not something you just go, oh, I'm going to change today and it'll be over. No, it is literally a mindset that takes time. It's a process and repetition over yep. and over and over.
1: And I think our 13 year difference, like it was also, I was brought up that way too. And also coming from a Mexican Catholic family, it's like the women are supposed to be in charge of everything. It's like a whole nother whole nother mentality you know, I, I feel like I'm a generation that was kind of like shifted. It was like, okay, well, I'm going to start to make my own decisions. I'm going to start to do what I want. I'm going to start to go up the river. Don't really care what people say. I mean, when I was younger, it was a little different with the generation 10 years under me, you know, late twenties, early thirties. I think they're voice, they're voicing themselves more. They're still the society should. I have a 16 year old and a 13 year old. Um, you know, my 16 year old has been dating in high school. And one of the things that I try to teach him is like, you know, you're still so young. And it's not the guy I don't want him dating. Like, great. If you want to date, you can date. But he had a self realization of like, what am I doing? Like, I'm in high school. You know, I don't even know what I really want. How am I supposed to have these, you know, have a partner, have a, you know, have a girlfriend um, when I don't really even know what that A means and the expectations can be so high? And so I think it's real, like, I think it's great to see my teenagers already kind of thinking about themselves first. And I and I I I hope that anybody that listens and watches us that it's never too late to do that. Like you do have to figure out what it is that you want first. We go back to that putting the oxygen mask on first and then you can put it on someone else. It's the same thing with these types of relationships. So I really, you know, I will I love what we're doing with this because it really does whoever's watching and listening, it's gonna help you figure out what your voice is and Really, to start thinking about what it is that you really want for yourself so that you can be that version in the relationship that you want to have. I feel like a lot of people are just lost and they're not sure, which brings me to the 20 year olds and 30 year olds now who are dating on these apps. They're not even being who they should be because they're so worried about the competition and the other people and what does that look like and what is he thinking and what is she thinking. And it's, I, when we listen to these conversations with these women and and men, I'm like, my God, it's so exhausting. Like, you haven't even gone on a date yet <laughs> it's yeah. like, you're just swiping like anything, that's a lot of you
0: go on a date you don't really know who you're going on a date with
1: right? and that's <laughs> that's the scary part that's why I really hope people start to go out more and meet people naturally and be the version of you you want to be and if that person doesn't like you you can move on there's so many people out there so I think there's so many different people there's so everyone's looking for for love I mean that's thats something that everybody wants. So don't feel like hopeless and restless and like just saying, I just got to get out there to get out there. And whatever version of me that is, it's going to be, I'm going to do that because that's what I feel like a lot of the younger generation is doing.
0: Yeah. And the opposite of that, it's never too late. It is never too late to find yourself, be yourself, change yourself, express yourself. And if that's your desire to find someone in your life, it's never too late either. We want to take a quick moment to let you know this episode is brought to you by Ignite Her Society. Ignite Her Society is a personal growth and development network for women.
1: A community where health, wealth, and purpose come to life. For more information about this one-of-a-kind platform, visit IgniteHerSociety.com. The next one it says, "When real people fall down in life, they get right back up and keep on walking." Ooh, she did a real quote right there. Oof. I don't know what season that was from, but I feel like that happened to them a lot in all of the seasons. And true, like let's talk about that. Like a lot of people just hate hey, the world. <laughs> I,
0: I, yeah. I know. Like I feel like I'm a realist with with stuff, but I, I, life is going to happen. There is no, if you woke up today and you took a breath of life, guess what? Life is going to happen. So whether it was your snooze alarm going off 5 million times, whether it's getting a phone call, work, kids, responsibilities, you got a flat tire. I mean, whatever, life is going to happen. You cannot stop it. So embracing that there's going to be lows and there's going to be amazing highs. And you just have to go, all right, what do I learn? What do I... What is the universe telling me to experience right now? How is this gonna affect me, change me? But in the in the positive side of like, okay, now I'm gonna get back up and I got it and let's do it again. But I think that it's I'm not gonna say it's super easy because it is hard. We think about our past, we think about um things that have happened to us and that all feeds in when something bad happens. And it's like, oh, but I actually Julie says this all the time that it takes just as much brain power to worry about something in a negative space, than it does, it, it takes just as much willpower just to expect the best in something too. So if you're going to use all that energy and be dwelling on something, isn't it be- a better choice to be dwelling on something that is positive and going to bring you forward, than it's just going to keep you in such negative space.
1: Yeah. I was actually messaging this morning, overthinking and taking action. Which one are you doing? And a lot of people overthink things and they don't take action. And I, I, the one thing about this quote that I really like and then I want to just really talk about is it in sex in the city, they were either talking again, three relationships that they were talking about the relationship with themselves, the relationship with their partners that they were dating and the relationship with the women. I think it's really important. We have to have the downs. Like no, there, I, we're never going to meet everybody, anybody that's everything's perfect. That Everything is like positive and sunshines and rainbows and butterflies, because with the downs we get better. So if it's a down with, a partner if it's a down within a relationship and it didn't work out that just you just know now for the next relationship what you really want and what you really need and a lot of times it's self-reflection on what you need to do as a person mm-hmm. same thing with your group of girlfriends this happens all the time seasons change your life changes sometimes your friends don't change with that great it was great when it needed to be and now it's time to move on and make new friends same thing with with relationship, just again, with yourself. You have to go through the downs to understand and also to appreciate the good times. So I think it's really important that we look at those things as like writing our chapters and really understanding that this is going to help us be the, the version of ourselves that we need to be and also understand what it is that we need. Because sometimes when we don't make the mistakes or we don't have those downs, I mean, we just don't really know. I mean, you're probably just living a life on repeat and you think you're happy probably think you're like at an eight, but you're really like at a two because you have no idea what more there is to have. So I really like that quote because you can really take it with any relationship in your life. All right. I'm going to leave the big one for later or the last one, because we'll get into that. So, um, let's see. You shouldn't have to sacrifice who you are just because somebody else has a problem with it. Mm, so good. That kind of goes back to the change, right? Like, you don't yes. have to sacrifice anything in any relationship, job, partners, friendships. It's just, I know, easier said than done. It's just trying to move on grow, and, and learn from it. But a lot of people stay there. They stay stuck. And it's like, but you're doing it to yourself. And you're the one that's making the choice, not the other person, not the circumstance or not the event. You, you made the choice. You're the one in it.
0: Boy, this one's a big one. I I think at the at the core of all this is that all of us want to be accepted. We all want to be loved, and there is such a feeling of rejection when someone doesn't accept you for who you are. It's like a it's like it's like this horrible. I don't want them to think that way, right? But yet you're like, I so want to just be myself. Why can't they just accept me for who I am? And they're not. That's okay that's so okay. Let it go. Because there's going to be 5 million other people who accept you for who you are. Now, I will say this, take the time. I think anytime anyone ever says to us, hey, this is why this is happening. Maybe it's not a good thing. There's a breakup. This is why we're breaking up, right? It's always a good space to go. Why? Not to dwell on it in a negative way, like, oh, they didn't like me, and I need to change." And he said, "You know, my hair was whatever, and I need to do no no, no no no. a true self-reflection. How were you as a boyfriend or girlfriend? How was your communication? Um, what was the experiences? like where do you feel like you could grow? All those amazing things, yes, but to sit there and feel like you're the bad person because of whatever just happened no way because if someone really has a problem with you in the long run that is their problem as long as you're not being disrespectful, rude, inconsiderate and have, you know, character issues that you need to work on cuz obviously we don't want to excuse those at all. I mean, you really we all need to be growing, but in general just for who you are as a person, if you're not accepted that's horrible. But I do feel like so many so many of us overlook that because the bottom line is you just want to be accepted and cared for in the long run and it's that's that's a hard pill to swallow
1: well and i also think i mean this goes back to even when we are coaching engaged couples you never were true to who you wanted to be and never talked about it and so a lot of times these marriages, and you have to sacrifice things like not having children, or not being able to, you know, ever leave your city, or you know, not being able to get the a job or quit your job. Like, there's so many what we call the non-negotiables that you have to talk about before you get married or before you're in a, in a you know serious relationship because that later on becomes resentment and that later on becomes like, well, we have children and now we can't get divorced and now we can't do this. And it's like, you live a life that you never wanted. And so you don't need to sacrifice anything and you need to really, again, like you said, self reflect. And is there a relationship you want to be in? A lot of times we hear, we just don't want to start over again. It's like, okay, well again, you're making that decision. So you made the decision to sacrifice whatever it was in your relationship. And now you're telling us that you don't, want to start all over again, well then you can't you can't really be upset about it, right? So these are the things that we they're serious. And everyone thinks that, oh, once we get married, those things will change. And we're here to tell you it doesn't. This is one of the leading reasons for divorce is just you really were never that person. And so when the the people dating now, it's like that's why you have to be that version of you. Because you're going to already kind of start a relationship on false pretenses. And that person's gonna be like, well that's not the person I started dating. And that happens all the time. Let's obviously you're not going to be the same person you married because you're growing and growth is good, but you don't want to be like, well, I already like you already set yourself up for failure because you're doing things that you would have never really done. Or you're saying that you're this person that you're not, you really aren't because you're too scared to be you. So I think that's why that one's kind of important. Cause we see, we've been seeing that a lot just in the last four years of coaching in general in every type of relationship, dating, engaged, married, divorced. It's like, you've got to learn from that and you, you're the one that makes those decisions. those circumstances are not anybody else's fault,
0: okay, so here's the thought I just had you're married for, let's just say five, ten years. you grow, whether it's growing together, growing apart, growing in different ways you you're just growing as a person doesn't matter all of a sudden you wake up, kids get older, blah blah, blah and um life circumstances now you're able to just kind of more focus on each other, but there all that change has gone on. This is where. It's like you start to feel like they're not accepting. They don't really love me. I'm different. He's got a problem with it. Well, you know, I don't really care if he has a problem with it. And, he, and he's thinking, well, she has a problem with me. I'm, you know, I'm going out with my guy friends now and she doesn't like it. You know, that's where the comes. But again, if this is truly what's happening, it's almost, well, yes, eventually both people. But when you kind of wake up to, hey, it's not like it's someone's fault. It's not like, cause you're really casting that on the other person. It's more of, Hmm, I really have changed. This really is different. And now what am I going to do? Yeah. That's where the work comes in. As far as like, if you, you want to have a strong relationship, you want You grew together for a reason in the beginning. Yeah. You can honestly grow together even 10, 15, 20 years later. If that's truly what you want, yeah. it, it can happen. Right. All right, ma'am.
1: These last two are going to be big related. So we're, ho- we're going to go into our co- big conversation. So I'm looking for love, real love, ridiculous, in- inconvenient, consuming, can't live without each other love. And I'm going to be- piggyback it with, did I ever really love big or was I addicted to the pain, the exquisite pain or wa- of wanting someone so mm-hmm. um, unattainable? So this is this is why we end with her because of the whole series was built around big. Like from beginning to end was all about her love with big. How it was never the right time, how the women were like, you got to let it go. It's, she's not good for you going, to, getting back together, breaking up, breaking up his marriage after he didn't marry her. It, it was so painful to watch, but this is real.
0: Like, and so like, real,
1: like I, we so real. So, so it's like, let me, let
0: me. Okay, so just even off of what you just said, I'm like, let's just go to the beginning. Yes, the beginning is her own friends are telling her, maybe this isn't the guy for you. Maybe, and they give her reasons why. Yes. And of course, just like you said, she made the choice to continue on. Now, obviously, he makes dumb choices you know, it's like they're both doing stuff together. That's not helping whatever, but I'm just saying she made the choice, even though her friend said, now this is just a good thing. I think it's so important. The people that are closest to you that know you the most, it's not like they make the decisions for you, but if they truly have a strong opinion about something that's going on in your life, it's probably worth perking up your ears and going, okay, I'm going to give this some consideration and, or just respect what they're saying you don't have to change your life. You don't change. I'm not saying to just, Oh, my friends dictate. No. But if it's truly a concern, instead of being defensive about it, and maybe wearing gray covered glasses, these are the times you go, okay, before I make any decisions, I really need to consider what other people think. Cause I think that's because you're in the very beginning, it was shaky, just shaky ground altogether.
1: Well, I'm going to pause you because this is where I'm going to be like, Ooh, I can't believe you're going to say this. It's not, this is not scripted. She has no idea, but <laughs> oh, you know, God. this very carefully. Big was always honest with her. Mm-hmm. Big did not play games with her. She wanted so many things from him that he could not give her. Okay. I would say almost everything until the end of the season. She grew, she changed, she dated. She grew some more. Yes, she always went back to kind of compare, especially with the relationship with Aiden, with Big. It wasn't Big. It wasn't, but she knew, she knew what she wanted with Big, but he never he never promised her something he couldn't give her. She kept on going back. Yes, they, you know, had, I don't even remember how many seasons, but he finally realizes that that's who he really wants, but he never, never made it like you should hear him saying like he never promised her something he couldn't have if anything he was so honest with her and she was doing this to herself and her friends were kind of explaining that to her but then she became the better version of Carrie and that's I think sometimes we like again this is a an amazing love story because it took almost a decade for them to get together and then even with the wedding and, and, and the movies but they ended up together and it was crazy how that happened. But she wasn't the same person that she was from when she started dating him. And she kind of had to go through all that to be the version of her where they were finally meant for each other. Everyone's like, oh, they meant for each other from the beginning. But it wouldn't have never worked. If they would have gotten together of season one, that wouldn't have worked the way it was supposed to be. So that's, that's what I have to say about Vic. I, I just feel like he was always pretty honest. And, you know, his growth wasn't as big as all these other characters. Uh, he did have growth and he did get married and he did kind of see with his, you know, relationship with his wife that that's not he, what he wanted. But I just always felt like he was honest with her and she just really pushed and pushed and pushed and tried to like, and he's like, I can't do that. Like, I can't be that person, you know? And he didn't really change who he was for her, which people don't have, shouldn't have to change. That's where I'm, that's where I'm going with that. So when you feel that pressure, it's like, it's just not meant to be, or it's not the right time because there's something missing in, in either both of you, one of you, so I thought that's really gr- a great way to end our whole four part series was because there had to be so much more in between for her and for him and having all those relationships. I also really like taught them both what yeah. they really wanted
0: and to honor and respect what they had, even though it wasn't as perfect as they or for her it wasn't as perfect as what she really thought, thought she needed or wanted.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah
0: and you're right. That all takes time. It all takes experience, and to trust that it's okay.
1: Yes, yes. Relationships are great. And again, we're not here to say that you should be with this, should or shouldn't be with the same person for the rest of your life. We will tell you this. It is. We do it. It is important. I mean, I think that's. I don't know if that's like a statistic, but like, it's really hard to know who you are and who you want to be with only being with one person. And I'm not just talking like, you know, sexually. I'm just talking like in general, like even with your friend groups. You've got to be around other people and figure that out. I think it was really, it's really important for all of the women to have had those relationships because at the end they all found what their version of happiness in a relationship was. And they wouldn't have found that if they would have settled, if they would have sacrificed or if they would have been in a relationship that maybe would have lasted, but it's like I'm making these sacrifices that turn into resentment, that turn into a relationship that wasn't even supposed to be yours. So I I do think I do think that, again, any generation that's listening, it's important to have that experience and it's important to understand that, and it's important to understand that relationships end, but it's not its not always a bad thing. If anything, again, it's a great thing. You're learning from that and understanding what it is that you really need and what it is that you really want, but you have to establish that for yourself before you can get into another
0: one. So well said. This, is, this has all been really good, and again, Please go back and listen to the other episodes because you'll glean and learn from each one of these characters. They're all tied together, but they're all so uniquely different. And that's what makes this show so incredible. And no, we're not getting one day <laughs> well, but we're not getting anything from Sex and the City, um, but definitely watch all those seasons. And then uh, the new season that just came out is I oh. actually think it's better than the other ones.
1: Too. I can't wait to do the end just like that series or yeah, our, our series. I, I do. And if you're listening to us now and you're like, what the heck is sex in the city? I never heard of it. Cause what's happened. I've talked to people. That, <laughs> I, I've talked to people that are my age, older, younger. I'm like, what? I'm like, you don't know what that is. I promise you. It's probably going to be a binge watch. It's totally worth it because of these four women love the community, the, their friendship, like their friendship. alone, like some, I, I, I love the show more because of their friendship than they ever did because of the men. And them, the growth, like seeing them growing up in their 20s, 30s, and 40s and seeing them now in their 50s, it's mind-blowing. And because now you've really seen the world has changed completely from the 90s to 2020, it's insane how the show was able to stop for so many years. I think they stopped for over a decade and then come back and really bring it.
0: With what's happening. Right oh my gosh. And for all those haters that are out there talking about, oh, they've aged. Yeah. Guess what? People age. And you know <laughs> what? What I also love about this show is they're all, I think, all 15 above. Yes. But they're all completely still in their career okay. or raising or finishing of raising children, um, finding them, you know, like gro- growing stronger. I don't want to give any yes. uh, any information, but it just it like, hey, guess what? Life continues and life guess what will continue until whenever the universe says we'll see you in heaven yeah life is always going to continue i i love that part about it it's like it didn't just their lives didn't stop when they were in their 30s it continued on and then it picks back up and it shows them as characters and all the things that they're going through now which again all real life circumstances and things which will continue
1: forever Well, we should be sponsored by them, even though we're not. If you're listening, anybody from Second the City, we will take a sponsorship for these episodes. <laughs> well, we want to thank everyone, again, for watching us live or listening to us on the replay. If there's any topics, guests that you want us to have on, please message us. If you're listening to us on our podcast platforms, Can you just screenshot, tag, share with the world? We would love to have more viewers and listeners. And if anything, if any women out there are listening and you are ready to redesign the marriage that you desire, you can give us a call. We will do a a virtual consultation with you, uh, complimentary. And of course, if anybody is going through a divorce or recently divorced, we also do recovery coaching and we want to help you rediscover and recover and be the best version of yourself. So we will be back again every Wednesday with a live and every Friday with a brand new podcast. Absolutely. All right. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of redesigning your relationship podcast. Don't forget to comment, ask a question and leave a review for this podcast we are committed to providing information and tools for our listeners to take action steps in all of their relationships.
0: If you would like more information to connect with us personally or begin your journey of creating the relationships you've always wanted, then please visit us at ygcollaborations.com.